Hello and welcome to the Southampton FC Women's Audio Matchday programme. And today, Saints take on Bristol City. In this issue, we chat with Beth Lumsden, take an in-depth look at Saints' last match, and hear from head coach Marianne Spacey-Kale. Welcome to the programme. It's Saints versus Bristol City. First up, a note from Marianne Spacey-Kale. Marianne writes, Firstly, I'd like to start by welcoming all of our loyal supporters back to St Mary's Stadium this afternoon. It's been a real treat to play at home so regularly in the last few weeks, and this encounter today against top-of-the-league Bristol City, who I hope enjoyed a good trip to SO14, is one I'm very excited for. This afternoon represents a real opportunity for us to show what we're really about against, in my opinion, the strongest team in this division. In our recent matches against Durham last weekend and Blackburn Rovers the weekend before, we've played some very fluid, positive football, but ultimately have come away with less than we deserved. It's our intention to change that today. Having had some time to digest and reflect on our narrow 1-0 defeat to Durham, it's evident to me that our finishers let us down overall. In a league as competitive as the Championship, it's unlikely you will ever get more than a handful of presentable chances throughout the 90 minutes, so when they arise, it's vital to take them. On Sunday, we failed to do that and paid the price in points. However, one thing I can't fault is the players' attitude and desire. They were all as disappointed to come away empty-handed as I was, and have worked tirelessly on the training ground since then to improve and hopefully bounce back today. The Robins, as I say, are the strongest team in the Championship this season, and the league table supports that. However, they're by no means unbeatable. Reflecting on our previous league meeting with them last September, we battled unreservedly to earn a terrific point on the road courtesy of Beth Lumsden's first Saints goal, a gutsy performance I'm still proud of to this day. Lauren Smith's side also suffered a surprising 2-0 defeat last weekend to London City Lionesses, and so we'll come here today hungry to win, but also with a certain vulnerability that's been scarcely present throughout the campaign so far. It's now up to us to exploit and capitalise on that in the hope of returning to winning ways. In what's likely to be an intense encounter, it's crucial we start off on the front foot and take the game to our opposition. In order to do that, you, the fans, will be absolutely crucial as always. I ask that you crank up the noise and atmosphere right from the first minute as that will provide the squad with a huge momentum boost and will support us wholly in our efforts to earn a positive result come full time. We march on. Marianne. Last time out. Southampton nil, Durham won. Barclays Women's Championship, St Mary's Stadium. Making a bright start in the clash, Marianne Spacey-Kale's side earned an almost instantaneous opportunity through the lofted free kick of Chloe Peplow, which found Laura Rafferty in space at the far post but the defender failed to make proper contact with the swing of her right boot. Continuing to threaten in the early stages, the hosts nearly created a second opening in the sixth minute, when Lucia Kendall was set free down the left flank, but her low cross toward unmarked Katie Wilkinson in the middle was vitally cut out at the final moment, possibly sparing Durham an early disadvantage. Despite such a positive start, Southampton carelessly provided Durham with a golden opportunity in the 25th minute, 
when miscommunication between Rosie Parnell and Rafferty at the back granted Jess Clark with space to let fly from inside the box. But her effort lacked both power and precision, resulting in a simple block from a red and white shirt. Saints quickly bit back and flew up the other end, registering efforts on goal from both Beth Lumsden and Alice Griffiths, but neither were able to rustle the net beyond Naosha McCallan, who was gradually being worked more and more as the game grew in age. Looking back on Saints' nil-nil draw with Blackburn the weekend prior, Spacey Kale's side performed admirably and arguably should have won the match, but were wasteful in front of goal. Concerningly, today's display looked to be following a similar trend, as the minutes crept beyond 30, with the team unable to trouble the scoreboard despite numerous attempts on goal. In a final effort to get ahead before half-time, Ella Morris looked to feed the darting Wilkinson with a whipped pass from inside her own half, but the striker was narrowly beaten to it by the alert McCallan, who ensured the game remained goalless come referee Megan Wilson's whistle. Emerging for the second 45, Durham looked to improve on what had been a fairly dull display thus far, while Saints just needed to find ruthlessness in front of goal. Following a more positive start, the visitors would create the first half-chance after 47 minutes, Clark whipping in a dangerous ball from the right, which Saoirse Noonan subsequently turned over. With her side continuing to push, the striker would try her luck for a second time shortly after, with a venomous right-footed strike from just outside the box, which this time hit the target, but couldn't beat capable Kayla Rundle. Nevertheless, Durham had started the latter period the better of the two sides, and looked the more likely to score at this point in the tie. The 60-second minute saw that observation materialise, when calls for a foul on Wilkinson were quickly dismissed by referee Wilson, which in turn allowed Grace Eyre to make good ground with the ball at her feet, before releasing Rio Hardy to the left of Randall's goal. The attacker taking a touch, before firing a powerful left-footed effort across the goalkeeper and into her top corner. It was a fine strike to open the scoring, and one Saints needed to respond to rapidly. Back up and swinging, the hosts had the crowd off their seats in the 72nd minute, when Peplow's whipped corner was bustled into the back of the net by Parnell. However, the captain was later judged to have fouled the goalkeeper in the process, with the goal swiftly chalked off. Through getting players forward in a bid to level proceedings, Southampton had their goalkeeper to thank in the 90th minute, when Maria Farugia was set clean through and one-on-one. The Maltese, alongside a supporting teammate, looked certain to score, but failed to find the corner of the gaping net, her shot hitting only the gloves of on-rushing Rendell. Even into the dying embers of injury time, the hosts continued to try and salvage a point, but constantly found their efforts thwarted by the resolute defence of Durham, which ultimately stood firm to secure the visitors' maximum points on a frustrating day for Spacey Kale and her squad. Big interview, Beth Lumsden. One of seven new arrivals for Southampton FC women ahead of their inaugural championship season, Beth Lumsden has continually showcased her considerable ability and provides Marianne Spacey-Kale with yet another high-quality option in attack. Lumsden has been a frequent contributor since her arrival on the South Coast in early July, already having made 12 appearances in all competitions to date. Although many to choose from, perhaps her best performance came in the reverse fixture away to today's opposition, Bristol City, last September, when the striker capped a terrific display by grabbing her first goal in the famous red and white, earning her team a deserved 1-1 draw and a point on the day. Ahead of this latest fixture, Lumsden looks to draw on the heart and dynamism of her prior outing, with an eye on helping her team get back to winning ways in what has so far been a trying march. We caught up with the 23-year-old this week. The team suffered a frustrating 1-0 defeat at home to Durham last weekend. What did you make of the performance? 
As you say, it was a very frustrating match for us, and one we feel, looking back, that we could have won, says Beth. We tended to dominate possession throughout the fixture and created plenty of chances, but ultimately we couldn't turn one of them into a goal, and that cost us dearly. On reflection, I really don't think we had a bad game. We just kept letting ourselves down in the final moments, whereas Durham, although they didn't create as many opportunities as us, were clinical in taking the one major chance they did have. We need to learn from our past mistakes and be ruthless this afternoon. The squad have been struggling for goals recently. As a striker, how do you navigate this spell and get the team, as well as yourself, back scoring regularly again? We've been working really hard on chance creation and finishing in training, and I truly believe that our commitment to improving in that area will pay off in the long run. Confidence in football, like in most sports, is massive, says Beth. When you're scoring goals and playing well, confidence is sky high, which enables you to continue performing at your peak. But when the goals aren't flowing so easily, you tend to overthink things and put undue pressure on yourself, which can be detrimental to performance. It happens to every player and every team. You just have to knuckle down and work through it. The main thing is that we're creating the chances. We just need to apply that finishing touch. Top of the league, Bristol City will surely prove a tough game this afternoon. How are you planning to approach it? We'll approach our game with Bristol the same as we would any other, says Beth. We're not going to fear them and we're going to play to win. We have a quality squad full of talent, so we're going to work to our own strengths, not theirs, and I believe that'll give us a very good chance of a positive result. Looking at Bristol City's previous performances, they haven't all been positive. They lost 2-0 last weekend to London City Lionesses, which definitely proves they're beatable. Our reserve fixture against them was also an even contest, and we came away with a deserved 1-1 draw from that. I was also thrilled to get our goal in that match. It was an amazing moment for me, being the first for my club. As a team, what do you want to achieve in these final games of the season? The aim here is to finish the season strongly and get as many points on the board as we can. We haven't set ourselves any specific targets, but it would definitely be nice to finish high up the table come late April, says Beth. On a personal note too, I'd love to stay injury-free and continue getting regular minutes on the pitch. Despite our difficult march to date, I'm really enjoying my football at the moment and would love to continue progressing. This is your first campaign with Saints since your arrival last summer. How have you found it thus far, and are you excited for next season? I've loved it. Coming here meant moving away from home, which was a big change, but it's totally been worth it, and I've enjoyed every minute so far, says Beth. Everyone in and around the club is lovely too, and has made me feel really welcome since day one. I'd say the thing that really sold me upon first touring the training ground with Marianne was the club's lofty ambitions. We all share the goal of playing Super League football one day, and the incredible facilities and support available here evidence that commitment. I'm really excited for next season, and the future. As a striker, what's it been like working under Spacey Kale, considering her wealth of experience and career success in a similar role? Learning from one of the very best in the game has been an amazing experience, and one I feel has really benefited me on the pitch, says Beth. Marianne's so knowledgeable and has helped me to improve my game even in just nine short months of working together. Our results this season speak for themselves and have been largely down to the tireless work of Marianne as well as the other coaches and staff who offer us such outstanding support day to day. I'm really excited to see how far this team can go under their expertise. There's plenty of competition in attack with the likes of Katie Wilkinson and Ella Pusey in contention alongside yourself. What's the relationship like between you all as you battle for starting spots? We're all here to earn our shirt and are totally committed to our football, says Beth. That being said, we're super close and are good friends off the pitch, which I think offers the perfect balance. Both Katie and Ella possess such talent and we all push each other to consistently perform at our very best. 
All of us, whether we're starting or not, try to support the others and the wider team in light of achieving the best result. To be honest, I'm probably more excited when one of them score than they are. We're all about the team. Beth's message to you. We have the best fans in the league by a mile, says Beth. We all massively appreciate your unwavering support, and it plays such a huge role in helping us achieve positive results on the pitch. For that, I'd like to say a huge thank you. This was the Southampton FC Women's Audio Matchday programme. Thank you for listening. <laughs>